Hey there! Welcome to Angel Transmission Podcast, where you'll hear real-life story about the angels, inspirational messages from the angels, and tips and tricks on how to connect with your angels. I'm your host, Alice Hadi, angel healer and spiritual coach. Without further ado, let's dive deep into today's episode, shall we? Today we have a special guest. Sarah Ray with us today. So Sarah is a manifesting coach who teaches women to manifest on purpose. And she has been teaching about manifestation, mindfulness, and magic in her podcast called Spiritually Inspired since 2020. She's also an author, astrologer, crystal raking master, tarot reader, and gifted psychic medium who loves to bring some silly love silly lightheartedness, not laughter, the spirituality. So welcome, Sarah. Welcome. So today we're going to talk about manifesting mindfully, right? So let us know, like, what is the emphasis on mindfully? What, why manifest mindfully? Yeah, thank you so much for having me here to talk about this topic. I think it's a great topic for that the collective needs to hear right now, how to mm-hmm. manifest mindfully and manifest mm-hmm. on purpose. I like to use this phrase mindful manifesting because we are always manifesting. It's kind of our default setting. The law of attraction is never not in motion, right? So most of the time we're just kind of manifesting on autopilot, which is the opposite of mindfulness, right? Mm -hmm. So mindfulness involves paying attention to your thoughts, your emotions, bodily sensations, um, the, the surrounding environment around you, the sense of curiosity and acceptance. That is what mindfulness is. So to manifest mindfully means to take intentional action to co-create our dreams with with the universe instead of just living on this default setting of autopilot, just kind of letting things come and go as they Mm -hmm. will with the universe. We're just doing it a little bit more intentionally. Um, And this involves working through various blocks and mindsets and traumas, physical ailments, all that, um, and meeting ourselves where we are right now, which is also an important key in mindfulness so that we can uh, clear the blocks, the ceilings that are keeping us stuck right now. And not trying to be somewhere else where we're not. Mindfulness is about being where you are now, right? So mindful manifesting is similar to goal setting, uh, but it has a spiritual element thrown in there where you're trusting the universe (laughs) and you're working with God's source, um, where goal achieving is more like you have a, a specific deadline, right? But with mindful manifesting, we never really stop, right? It's more of a way of life rather than reaching a deadline, Love that. Love that. Yeah, it's more about why rather than trying to do it on our own, we can totally leverage on the power of the universe too. So I really love this topic. It's a hot topic for a lot of people as well. So perhaps let's start with a little more about you as well, Sarah. Like what got you started into doing or rather teaching people about manifesting? Yeah, thank you for the opportunity to share my story. (laughs) Spirituality has always been part of my life. It's never really been vacant. It's always been there. And I really thank that a lot to my mom, who I know listens. So shout out to my mom. (laughs) Uh, And growing up, we always went to church. Um, We Mm -hmm. went to a Lutheran church. Eventually, we just kind of went away from that. And we just kind of moved towards the more metaphysical things, just naturally, very gradually. It was never forced. Um, It was never really hardcore in any way, but it's always been present. And I'm always very grateful for that. But I started really diving in independently into spiritual studies in college in my early 20s. And I focused on crystal healing and astrology and tarot cards and Reiki back then. And the further I traveled down this path, the more I realized that all these modalities and tools were just kind of bells and whistles 
really when I, I which I love I love all the bells and whistles right but I started to wonder what the like actual purpose was of all of this like why would I want to read tarot cards why do I care about astrology why do I care about healing this like what's the purpose of the, all of this um so I, I started to kind of make more connections about why this was all important to me and that was ultimately realizing that I wanted to manifest my dream life and ultimately realizing that this is what everyone else wants too. We all want to live our mm -hmm. best lives and filled with love and fulfillment and creativity and, and safety and all of this good stuff. So, um, I, yeah, I kind of just realized that that is what the heart of the reason why we are interested in all this stuff. Like we might become interested in spirituality because of crystals or yoga or any of the other amazing things that are out there that we love. But ultimately when it comes down to it, it's about shifting your energy so that you can shift your whole life. Um, so yeah, I kind of realized that manifestation was the word that we can use to sort of bridge this gap, to kind of bring it down to its most simple form. Um, and the law of attraction, of course, as you know, is mm -hmm. not the only is not the only loss. It's one of many, but I think it's a good way to heal through a lot of the things that keep us stuck in this life. Karma, you know, blocks, fears, all that stuff. Um, and it, we can tack on as many other things as we want, but at the end of the day, it really is all about manifesting. And that's kind of how I realized that. <laughs> Thank going you through for it all, sharing. It all myself. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's beautiful. Um, speaking yeah. of law of attraction, we all know like this huge, you know, like, fame that comes with the secret and what's not that follows up after that and that really got a lot of people interested in law of attraction but it kind of goes both ways right you have like this bunch of people that are like it totally works and the other one that goes like it doesn't work no matter what I try I did my vision board my affirmation my meditation whatever you call it but it just didn't work so mm. I'm just curious to know what do you think what makes it work and what makes it not work in this case? Yeah. So um, I think a big reason why the mainstream person who reads mm -hmm. The Secret, who's not really a spiritual person, why mm -hmm. it, the law of attraction, quote unquote, wouldn't work for them. It's always working, right? But it didn't work the way they wanted it to. Is <laughs> because I think on a fundamental level, they don't truly believe that it's possible mm -hmm. and or a mixture of so uh, many blocks to work through so many expansion opportunities that they're not taking advantage of that's causing it like um, they're what they're trying to manifest is way too far away from where they are right now they need to work on bridging the gap a little bit more so mm -hmm. it's like a homeless person trying to manifest a fancy car like does that make sense mm -hmm. so there is an element of in the law of attraction working with it mindfully of meeting yourself where you are and being logical about the manifest path that you need to go on. But at the same time, you're also working to manifest miracles. So you do need to believe that the miracles are possible because it absolutely is possible. Like you can manifest something drastically different really, mm -hmm. really quickly. But at the same time, you need to be realistic. Um, I also say the other part of this is knowing the reason why you want to manifest what you want to manifest. Um, like if you just put up a fancy mansion on your vision board and that's it, that's what I want just because... <laughs> Like, it's like, you can't expect that to actually come to fruition, but if what you want to manifest is a beautiful home that you love in the perfect location, that's what you're going to end up manifesting. So I think people need to dig a little bit deeper when it doesn't mm -hmm. seem to be working for them and think about how many blocks do I have? First off is the number one reason, question I always have. And second is where is the gap? Like how far away is that from mm -hmm. where you are now? And third, why is it that what you want? Like, why are you going for that? 
Love that, love that. Especially on the third part about why we want that. Because from my personal understanding of manifestation as well, the universe is listening more to our vibration and our energy, right? And that comes from yeah. our feelings. So if we don't have a solid reason why, then it is just a meaningless goal, if it makes sense. It's kind of like, I want it because everybody wants it, but how do I really feel about it? I don't really know and I don't really care. It's something like yeah. that so yeah it's totally important to know the why and also the part on the believing right like believe it then you will see it and not the other way so I love how you put that all together having said yeah, that for sure yeah that there must be like a aha moment or like a personal miracle so to speak that makes you go like you know what I believe it, no matter what other people say, I'm now totally on it. What would that story be for you? Yeah, there actually was a, a very specific event um, that made me realize, mm -hmm. like, put all the manifesting pieces into, into place that ultimately led me to talking to you right now about <laughs> manifesting. So um, my number one personal manifesting success story uh, that made me go holy bleep but this is absolutely real was when I manifested my perfect birthing experience despite being riddled with tons of fear and anxiety um with a with a huge phobia of blood I'm really big hemophobic mm -hmm. and I I don't do medical things I can't do bodily functions very well and so I had a lot of fear and phobia and trauma around this but I still manifested my absolute perfect birthing experience, which which was for me. I know this isn't for everybody. For me, it was completely medication free. Um, it was it was basically intervention free, uh, which mm -hmm. was really what I was going for. So I was just basically effing terrified. <laughs> like I cried so hard when I realized I was pregnant because I was scared, and not because I wasn't mm -hmm. thrilled to be a mother. Is because I was like, oh my god, there's gonna be a human coming out of my body, mm -hmm. <laughs> which is terrifying, and I was very scared. So um. The whole, those whole like nine to 10 months was like the most anxious I've ever felt. I'm not really a, a chronic anxiety person. I've, that's never been something that's been a problem for me, which I'm very grateful for. But during those months, it was really just for whole. Ugh, I don't even have the words. <laughs> uh, but I first realized that there was a line between learning and being informed. Um, and I was breaching that line too much. Um, and I was over, I was leaning too far into what I thought was relieving my anxiety which was learning more information but the learn more that I learned about giving birth and being pregnant and all the craziness that's going on there is like the more anxious I felt mm -hmm. so the first part of the story is realizing that I had to stop that I had to do something different that if I wanted to manifest what it is that I wanted to manifest I had to do something different this wasn't working it was making it worse mm -hmm. um so I had to stop so I realized that there was things that I could do to make it happen as best I could, but to some degree, it was out of my hands, right? Like I'm very spiritual, obviously. <laughs> so a lot of my spiritual beliefs that I already held played into this. And I firmly believe that as a human being, we choose the matter and time and location in which we enter this world because we're big into astrology. Um, so we know that we pick this very specific time and location for a very specific mm -hmm. reason. Um, so believing this really did help um, trust, put trust in the universe, um, which is part of one of the reasons why I believe it worked out so well is because I had this sort of trust and knowing, trust in my baby, trust knowing that she mm -hmm. chose something very specific that was her karma, her soul thing that she chose on the other side before she came into, you know, into me to be 
birds into the world. So trusting that was really helpful. Um, and I also realized that the power of affirmations is like the number one thing that you can, you can really do. So I was really adamant about, um, every day, two to three times a day, mm-hmm. I had like an alarm on my phone and I had it set up in such a way that I could click the, uh, the notification and it opened up like a note. And mm-hmm. I had a dozen or so affirmations and I kick myself every time I tell the story because I deleted that note and I don't have my affirmations anymore that I was reading during this time. Just had to <laughs> let them go or something. Who knows? But yeah, I had like, maybe like a dozen or so like affirmations, but they weren't like, um, they weren't like, I have a natural birth. I have a medication free birth. They weren't things like that. They're more like my baby comes at the exact right time. My Mm -hmm. birthing experience is perfect. Like this is exactly how it's meant to be. So I learned the importance of phrasing your affirmations correctly, sticking to them and trusting the universe and and trusting that it was all going to happen. But this is the real kicker. This is the real aha moment is that and I learned this in hindsight, we're doing mm-hmm. some reflection, not while I was in it. So after I gave birth and it was perfect and it was like the most incredible thing ever during reflection, I realized that the reason why I was able to manifest such a great birthing experience is because it felt inevitable. And this is the mm-hmm. word I like to use is inevitable because at some point in time, that baby was coming out of my body in some way. Like there was mm-hmm. no doubt about that. Mm-hmm. And I have realized that this inevitability factor is imperative to have when you are trying to mindfully manifest you have to believe that it's going to happen that it's already yours that it's already here and it's 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 going to happen without that it's really really challenging to work through your blocks mm-hmm. but yeah so that would to answer your question in a long way that was my aha moment and that I realized that was the missing key to really successfully mindfully manifesting is believing that it was inevitable and also just a quick recap, trusting the universe, knowing that it was exactly mm-hmm. right, phrasing your affirmations in such a way and doing the actual work. Those four steps ultimately became the way that I teach manifesting now, which is four phases of manifesting that are meant to be like interchanged and moved around as much as you need. Love that four steps. It's, yeah, it's so, always so important to put spiritual things into something tangible so we can actually logically understand that because we are still in a human body right and from what I've heard like it was such a beautiful experience and it sounded it's kind of like you know like that moment where you have no choice but to let go of control and to surrender which I do believe like part of trusting also kind of requires surrendering it's kind of two things you got to trust to surrender but you also got to surrender to trust um and kind of let go of the control piece this is also kind of my personal experience with manifesting that yes like we lay out all the details and we say what we want we affirm and you know like we do the stuff right but we gotta learn how to let go of the control knowing that the universe knows better which is why I believe you were saying in one of your affirmation it says something like it is meant to happen the way it happened mm-hmm. that piece is gold that is like the letting go of control piece and the trust right yes. Yeah, you phrased that perfectly. Just knowing that surrender and trust is there and the universe Mm -hmm. has your back regardless. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that is so, so important. That is the secret sauce to manifesting that nobody talks about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And also another myth, um, this is more like the myth of manifesting, right? Uh, Especially at the when they are at the beginning of the journey, which is like, because of, again, you know, everything they learn, is that they probably thought that, okay, I'm going to just sit there and wait for the thing to happen. 
steps. So there is no action being taken, right? So I love that you put the last step as taking action because, yep, we do need to take action. Um, So although we are manifesting, we are taking action. But the difference is probably we are taking more of an inspired action that is being guided by the universe. Now, just to backtrack a little bit, because suddenly it came to me that for you to actually be able to like manifest that birthing experience, which is amazing in the sense that, you know, like that lead you to the four steps process. However, um, I'm just curious to know, is there like a healing journey that happened in between that leads to where you are eventually? Because you did have trauma, right? So is this part of the manifesting process to actually clear this trauma or... I would say so. Yeah. 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 I would say at the very least being willing to clear it. I don't Mm -hmm. think you need to like completely heal everything there is to heal, to manifest your dream life. You just need Mm -hmm. to be willing to, to do it. Um, But for me personally, yeah. I mean, there's, I'm still a really bad bloodophobic. I don't do bodily things. I don't know if that will ever get healed. Phobias are a very deep karmic thing, but I did end up working through doing all this work. A lot of like body image issues that I had that I Mm -hmm. were kind of lingering from Mm -hmm. um, my days as a ballet dancer and my adolescence. Um, So that was a part of my, of my uh surrendering and trusting to the universe on a really personal level that that was one of the reasons why I was so scared of anxiety I didn't know how my body was going to change and look and you know there's a, just a whole other mess of emotions that come along with that so just really surrender like it is what it is it it's I'm beautiful regardless I'm worthy regardless these mm-hmm. sorts of things mm-hmm. definitely healed a, a deep level for me and I do believe that because I worked through that and I, I didn't have the word surrender but that's the perfect word to describe what it was is like surrendering this I ultimately got exactly what I wanted so mm-hmm. um, not to say that this really matters but um, I did end up you know losing all the baby weight I ended up basically looking exactly the same as I did before my baby not that that matters mm-hmm. for me it was important mm-hmm. you know for other women it might not matter but it, it worked out exactly how I wanted it to because I believe because of that surrendering and that helped me work through those blocks and this is what I help my clients do too. Like they mm-hmm. come to me because they they want to manifest and they, most of them understand logically what they need to do to get the things done. Mm-hmm. Like most of us do understand this, right? But what they don't understand is like what the ceiling is. Like what is your manifesting ceiling? And your ceiling is where you are right now. You are at your manifesting ceiling mm-hmm. right now because mm-hmm. your energy is already maxed out. Like you've already attracted everything that matches your current energy. So in order to break that ceiling, mm-hmm. you do have to work through limiting beliefs and traumas. And mm-hmm. the more you do this work, the more, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Maybe like thick or substantial your ceiling becomes if we're using this metaphor of like, <laughs> ceiling. Uh, mm-hmm. Like the more trauma you have, the deeper you dig. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, each time you do bust through that ceiling and you heal that layer deeper, you mm-hmm. the more you manifest. Love that. Yeah. I, I love that you say the first step is actually to be willing because, you know, like, let's be real, we'll we are constantly on this healing journey, right? Like we thought we were through that issue before. Why is it coming back again? Right? (laughs) (laughs) I thought we have done that. And anyway, that is like the spiraling journey and going deeper that you just mentioned, like the more you actually work through those layers and unpeel it, the easier it is for you to manifest and faster it is. So I guess it kind of like, takes time like not not to say it has to take a long time but there is a time and space for everyone and we gotta honor our own 
face at the end because I think um this is also another thing about the online world right because you know like you can't find anything online nowadays and then if you scroll through Instagram like every other person is talking about how they have like the perfect home and family mm-hmm. and vacation and money whatever so a lot of comparison are happening on the subconscious level and a lot of beating myself up because other people can do it and not me. And I think that also adds a lot of pressure on the manifesting process that is not necessary, especially when it oh, comes yeah. to time. And sure. speaking of time, how do you think about, like, what do you think about putting a timeline in manifesting? Like, does it mm-hmm. help or does it make it more anxious? Mm, I think there's a lot of nuance. That's a great question mm-hmm. because we often set timelines for goal setting, right? Yep. And we've already established that goal setting is not the same as manifesting. They mm-hmm. work very well together. Mm-hmm. But um, if you're setting a goal, you definitely do need to set a time frame. Mm-hmm. For manifesting, I don't think it's out of the question to say I need this by this date. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do find a lot of times that doesn't work unless you truly step into that inevitability factor that I mentioned before, mm-hmm. which is is tricky to do if you have a lot of beliefs subconsciously that it's not possible, it doesn't work. Um, I have I have to work really hard, or I have to suffer in order to do well, or I only ever have the bare minimum. These sort of limiting beliefs block that inevitability factor. So if you if you are able to work through those and trust that it's going to happen at a specific date and set the date. I think that's fine. Mm-hmm. I would rather have like time frames rather than dates, if that makes sense. Like say, oh, within the next year, mm-hmm. I would like this. Um, mm-hmm. Or within the next couple of months, or I like quarters as well. With this quarter too, mm-hmm. I would like to see this. Um, and not just in business, but in life too. Uh, so I don't think it's out of the realm of possibilities, but I don't get hung up on dates would be my advice. If you feel like this week, I need this to happen. I need it to happen by this day. And it's just not working out that way. Maybe that is showing you that that's the ceiling that you currently are dealing with. That's the expansion opportunity to mm-hmm. maybe let go a little bit. Because we have to be careful to not micromanage the universe's timing. Mm-hmm. So, um, and also don't place your order multiple times. <laughs> like once you once you set the intention, you say, hey, I want this by this certain time frame, buy, and it's, it's out of your hands, right? You don't mm-hmm. place your Amazon order six times. Once it's right, because you just know it's out there in the world and it'll get to your door. You trust it'll get to your doorstep at some point in time. Got to take that same inevitability feeling into your manifesting. And yeah, I love that analogy because someone told me before as well, you don't check your mailbox every hour just because you're waiting for an Amazon package. So why are you micromanaging universe for everything else? Yes. So just to clarify a little bit, so we all have a common understanding here. Can you just clarify a little bit exactly like, yes, we have established manifesting and goal setting is different, but maybe can you elaborate a little bit more because some of us might be new here and have no idea how they are different. Yeah, I would love to. I did a whole episode about this. I wrote a section about this in one of my books. Yeah, it's a big question. Mm -hmm. And I think, again, like I mentioned, they work very well together. They're like two sides of the same coin, I think. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think we all start with goal setting Mm -hmm. and then it turns into manifesting once you bring in that spiritual element, Mm -hmm. which is trusting, surrendering, the healing trauma, um, working with crystals, your manifest, all that stuff. So it starts off as 
goal setting turns into manifesting and to really be successful with setting goals. Um, you've probably heard of this before. None of this is new information what I'm about to say, but you, it has to be very clear. Um, you have to have clear action steps to get there. Um, something measurable to like you, so that you know that I got there at this point in time, a due date, these sorts of things are all about goals. It's goals are very pass or fail. Right? Mm-hmm. You either met your goal or you didn't, right? Uh, manifesting is not quite that way. I think that's that's where we stop with goal setting. Like you, you take out the pass or the fail and then you just surrender to whatever is going to happen. So you take all the same action elements, maybe leaving out the time frame if that doesn't feel quite right, but mm-hmm. something measurable, something very clear that you're looking for, um, all these things that you would normally put into goal setting. And then you check your mindset, you check your action steps, you do the things you trust, you surrender, and then it it is, and then you can move on um, as opposed to goal setting, which is, can, is often very, um, uh, it breeds, it's a breeding ground for criticism. Like if we mm-hmm. miss our goals or we feel like I have this goal and I failed or I'm not where I wanted to be. And then it just, it turns a little too logical, a little too quickly. And we all know that if we lean too far into either mind of the logical or the, um, the emotional, spiritual, it, it's never good. You want to try and have have some balance there. So I mm-hmm. hope that's clear. I hope that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, that's totally clear. And I get what yeah. you're saying because personally, I feel goal setting on its own is a great thing. It's more of like the conditioning that we get since young because since we grew up, we are taught to, you know, like set a goal. And as you say, you know, like maybe since a kid, right? If you pass the past, you are great. If you don't pass the test you feel so we have been conditioned as such that we had so much resistance and trauma around goal setting that even if it worked it will have not worked because of our personal trauma so it feels to me kind of like just stepping away from that conditioning and doing it kind of in a different way through manifesting by adding the spiritual element and softening and kind of adding the femininity into it, if that makes sense. Yes. Yeah, it makes perfect sense. I'm glad you brought that up because the the goal setting aspect is the very is the masculine side of mm-hmm, you or the mm-hmm. uh, the side of you that gets things done that likes to plan mm-hmm. things out and then the feminine side or the the softer side the more spiritual side is the part that connects to the universe and it allows for more things to happen so we got to bring both those sides together and then you're it's, manifesting from like a holistic point in your energy field i love exactly. that you brought that up that's exactly what i try to do yeah <laughs> Yeah, it's it's always important to have like that sweet spot, right? Between spirituality and practicality, feminine, masculine, whatever it is that we are working with. Yeah. So as we start to wrap up for today, is there like maybe number one secret sauce that everyone has to know about manifesting? And maybe you can recap the four steps process again, just to kind of sum up so we have a summary on our head. Yes. Yes. So I will start with the four phases. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I clearly said them, but the first one is mindset shifting. We mm-hmm. talked about affirmations, mm-hmm. you know, saying these sorts of lovely things to yourself to help change your energy. Um, and then intuitive planning. We were just talking about that. What does it mean to set a spiritual goal in a spiritual way? Inspired action, you know, doing the thing, <laughs> not just, you know, <laughs> thinking about doing it, not just sitting mm-hmm. around and waiting for something to happen to actually go out and do something, but to also be open 
to possibilities, which is the last phase, letting go. So those four things, they're not necessarily steps. That's why I call them phases. Mm -hmm. You just kind of do all these things all at Mm -hmm. once, or maybe you're like, you're not really sure what to do. So you go back to intuitive planning or your mindset's not quite there. So you go there. It's meant to like pick and choose as you need. And I would say the, besides the inevitability factor that we've been talking about, the Mm -hmm. best tip I can give a brand new manifester kind of touched on this a little bit, but it's don't jump the manifesting gun, right? So don't try to go so far from mm-hmm. where you are now in such a short amount of time. I'm not saying that that's not possible. It's certainly 100% is possible. It's just not likely to happen for someone who's doing this for the very first time. So you have to be graceful with yourself. You have space for yourself to grow. Don't try to manifest manifest too much all at once so you need to be really clear on your vision but also stick to baby steps at Mm -hmm. the beginning there's no need to overwhelm yourself with trying to do too much or change too much all at once because when you focus on one thing at a time you build momentum faster but if you try to change your whole life overnight like every we always go to bed on sunday nights and go tomorrow i'm gonna wake up at six i'm gonna go for a six mile run and then i'm gonna cook myself a really good breakfast (laughs) and i'm gonna do great work and then how often does that work never yeah (laughs) so don't do that okay start small (laughs) um manifesting is much more effective with these small consistent steps over periodic leaps small consistent daily investments in what you want to manifest is really what's going to be the best in the long run. And that kind of goes for everything. If you are Mm -hmm. setting a goal as well, Mm -hmm. doing something every single day is so much better than doing something once or twice a week. Yes, totally. Like, um, it's not an all or nothing. That's also another thing. People thought it's an all or nothing. So I either go big or go home. No, you just go. (laughs) Just take one step at a time. Yeah. I don't like that mindset at all. All or nothing. It's very, uh, it's, uh, very egoic yeah but you know, that is does not again, leave enough you know, room for magic the conditioning that we have been taught again right so that's why yeah. i'm bringing that up and yeah. i love how you mentioned it is faces rather than steps because the truth yeah. is um we will never get it done in the in a way in the sense that we are constantly evolving and we are constantly expanding and constantly manifesting so it is a cycle it is a season it is not once you are done, you graduated and goodbye and forevermore. So no, it's right. not a step. I wish it you... was. Yeah. <laughs> I know we all wish like, why are we on this thing again? Yeah, oh, for that's real. so funny. Yeah, I like to picture it as like a four-point scale. Mm-hmm. And you're kind of always working to try and keep it as even as you possibly can. And you'll and the more you do this work, the more you sit with yourself, the more you'll be able to recognize your own personal signs of like oh my mindset's kind of you know I'm spiraling Mm -hmm. a little bit or oh Mm -hmm. I I haven't done enough of the things yet so I need to get some stuff done today so Mm -hmm. the more you do it I think the easier it gets with yourself too yes 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 so exciting totally enjoyed today's conversation just one last thing before we leave um do you have I guess you pretty much sum it up but just if there is just one takeaway just one that anyone has to remember from today, what would that be? I would say, please remember that you cannot dream big enough. All right. No matter what your biggest dream is, the universe has bigger plans for you. This is why Mm -hmm. you need to be open-minded. You need to let the the universe have some wiggle room to give you the magic. Don't think that your version of your ultimate dream life is the end all because the universe has 
bigger plans. So be Mm -hmm. open-minded and go into it with an open heart always. Love that. I'm literally like getting chills, like (laughs) just hearing the magic and feeling the magic. I love spirit chills. (laughs) I know. Okay. So thank you so much, uh, Sarah, for coming in today. And if you guys want to know more about Sarah, you can always find out more about her in the link below. You can find out about her podcast and her book and all the amazing things she does over there. So yes. for now, thank, thank you, you so for much. having me. All right. Thank yes, you. And thank I'll you. See you. It was again. great. Yes, absolutely. All right. Thanks for listening, lovelies. If you have enjoyed today's episode, do help to share this podcast with others. Post about it in your social media or leave a positive review and five-star rating of this podcast. To catch all the latest from me, you can also follow me on Instagram at Alice Hadi. Thanks again and I will catch up with you soon.